Chestnut Hill Technologies is a leading technology integration and cybersecurity consulting firm based in the Boston area and owned by BC alum. CHT provides world-class strategy and consulting to Fortune 500 and mid-cap firms throughout New England and nationally, including State Street Bank, Amaj Pharma, and Intel Corporation. Check them out at chestnuthilltechnologies.com. That's chestnuthilltechnologies.com. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another Minutes with Mute, presented by Chestnut Hill Technologies. I'm your host, Mike Galtieri. So happy to have you on board. Uh, we have the one and only Scott Mutrin who will join us. You know him from the BC Learfield IMG Radio Network, sideline reporter, as well as a former quarterback from the 1990s. Uh, but uh, unfortunately, on great terms, for BC falls to NC State 33-7 to at home. Uh, BC falls to four and two, and a big one now. Zero and two in conference play after a four and zero start. So we'll get all into that with Scott in a momentarily. First, like to remind everybody: if you're a BC football fan, you need to be a part of the BC Gridiron Fo- uh, Club. That's BC Gridiron. Excuse me, BCFootballGridiron.com, and to sign up and get all the details and to tailgates, pregame, newsletters. It's such a great organization. And uh, if you're a BC football fan, you need to join the Gridiron Club. Okay, with all that, now we welcome Scott. And uh, Scott, I wish we could talk on better terms. A tough one for the Eagles on Saturday. Uh, say the least. Yeah, I, I agree with you. It's always nice talking after uh, uh, a win. But, uh, yeah, just a tough a tough game for the Eagles on Saturday and a lot of things. Uh, it was definitely a Murphy's Law game, if you could call it that, uh, considering everything that happened. But uh, And it kind of started that way from the beginning. Yeah, you know, 7-7, 10-7-and-a-half. Uh, I guess just give me your, your two or three key takeaways from this game, uh, just from a big-picture perspective, and then we'll break it down offense-defense. Well, I mean, the, the first thing, big-picture-wise, is their first touchdown is caught off the back of one of our defensive backs. Uh, Elijah Jones had the ball pinned off his back for a touchdown. Um, and then the the turnovers to start the second half really uh, really hurt the Eagles. Uh, just the fact is those, you can't make those kind of mistakes um, and then expect to overcome them versus a quality NC State team. And uh, when they did that, they were just – Really unable to get back into the game and just weren't able to make plays when they needed to offensively. I thought defensively they did all right considering the circumstances, but uh, the offense was just lacking in their abilities to uh, sustain any sort of ground game in the second half and then any consistent passing game. Yeah, so NC State was 22 overall. Uh, You know, we say this every time, but, you know, another good opportunity at home, a ranked team to beat them. Um, Yeah. I'm not sure how else to spin it. It's 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 disappointing. Four and two and zero oh and two in conference play now. So you you know you got to keep playing, keep winning. But now that unfortunately the ACC championship becomes a distant thought now, and you just want to start winning again. Yeah, I think you really just need to focus on the next game, and especially with Louisville going on the road the next two weeks in Louisville and Syracuse. You can really only control what's in front of you right now. You can't change anything that's happened, and there's. Still an opportunity to do some good things in the rest of the schedule if they come ready to compete and play and see the opportunities when they're in front of them. Uh, I think that's the biggest lesson going going forward for them as they head into this week. Is it going to be a challenging game? Yes. Is it on the road in a tough environment? Yes. But can they be you know compete with Louisville? I don't think there's a question about that. I think they just need to to be a little more consistent and be a little more opportunistic when uh, when when opportunities arise. 
So Dennis Grossell, 21 of 39, 194 yards, averaging five yards of completion, one TD, one pick. Um, I always like like to get your take. I mention this every week. You're a former QB. Just kind of give me the Dennis Grossell take, take away from this game. Where, where do we stand with him? Well, I'm just there's got to be connection on the, some of these big plays. I, I think a big turning point in the game is BC's down 17-7 to seven after the fumble punt exchange. And uh, BC has their right around midfield and they have a shot to hit Zay Flowers on the deep post. And they had a perfect play called Zay Flowers open and man coverage, and he's just overthrown. It, uh, it happened versus Clemson, and it happened this week. It was you know, one of those throws that I think Dennis would like to have back, that if he kind of leads them across the field, they can go get it. And then that's a 17-14 game. And now as the crowd's back into it, and it's a totally different game. But instead, um, they miss on it. And then three plays later, you have one go through, um, you know, either way. Um, he, uh, geez, oh, man, I'm blanking. Jaden Williams his hands and then it's for an interception. Uh, so and then NC State scores after that and makes it twenty four seven. That's a massive turning point in the game where uh, where you look at that. I think the biggest lesson you take away is the turnovers. Uh, you've had five turnovers in the last two weeks without creating any, and you're not going to win football games when you're minus five in the turnover game, it's especially when the margin for error is smaller when you're playing top 25 teams it's just it's not a winning recipe and i think that's something they need to clean up yeah that's no question that's a great point i was just looking at the turnovers as well that's you well said by you you're just not gonna win you're not gonna win maybe against umass but you're not gonna win against nc state acc game uh let's switch gears now defense like what how's your whole take with them obviously you allow 33 points not great a lot of it was turnovers but uh how do you rate out boston college defense Chestnut Hill Technologies is a leading technology integration and cybersecurity consultant firm. Based in the Boston area and owned by a BC alum, CHT provides world-class strategy and consulting to Fortune 500 and mid-cap firms throughout New England and nationally, including State Street Bank, Amaj Pharma, and Intel Corporation. Check them out at chestnuthilltechnologies.com. That's chestnuthilltechnologies.com. I mean, the way you look at it is one's off a punt, so that's not on that. So now you cut that down to 26. The safety was on offense, so now that's down to 24. Um, The one off the interception, yeah, they could have made a play. That cuts it down to 17. And then one caught off the guys behind, whether the guy's in a a good position. And now you're down to 10. And then you can even go further down if I want to get real picky and say the, the last one, which is a field goal, which probably should have been a fumble, um, now it's pretty much a one drive that they score on. So that's, you can't look at it in totality. you got to look at it in kind of separate ways and how the circumstances and how they got there. And I think that that's a, um, you know, that's a way to kind of break it down and see, well, maybe they're not they're doing as poorly as you think. Uh, I think what people are mostly concerned about is the lack of big plays from the defense, the lack of a turnover, whether it's a fumble or a, lack of a sack, a lack of a, a lot of tackles for loss. I believe they had one or two sacks uh, this week and a couple of tackles for loss, but you're looking for some more disruption from that defense and then to be able to create some plays and give BC a short field where they have an opportunity uh, to score without having to go 70, 80 yards. 
Okay, you know, and then, you know, as fans from afar, I mean, I, you're more close to it. But how do you grade out Halfley in the coaching staff now? Now, you know, you're starting to get a little heat. Four and zero, you're good. Life's good. No one really questions anything. But when you lose two in a row, especially in college, and the two conference games now halfway through the year, um, what's your thoughts on Halfley and the game plan they had going in there? Obviously, seven points on offense, not the goal. No, you definitely want to score more than seven points a game. That's a fact. <laughs> um, I, I think a lot of it is, uh, you know, some some frustration. Are they um, were they too conservative versus Clemson? Um, field position kind of dictated some of that. Maybe you throw that onto the the defense and their inability to kind of create some stops and create a short field with some explosive plays. Um, the the lack of being able to to connect on some of these plays is tough to put on the coaches. Um, when you move the ball and you get into position and then the errors are created not by scheme and not by, um, you know, the, the athletes being prepared, just physical errors or even mental errors on their part, there needs to be some accountability for the athlete that's out there at some point. I mean, yeah, the coaches prepare them for it, and they're the ones that put the game plan. But when you see guys open and they're not getting them the ball or you see guys missing a block or not being able to, to make them play in space, um, that's schematic. That's, you know, that's athletes, and they're, they're kind of holding up to their end of the bargain. So it's tough to really put a negative on them. I wouldn't say they were outclassed in any way. I think this, this game against NC State looks worse. Um, but because of the final score, but when you look at it as a whole, um, they, there were some good things there, and they showed some good things. They do need to improve, and they do need to get better, without a doubt. Um, but I have a tough time after two losses, the top 25 teams, teams that they were in and could have won at least one of them, because uh, they were in position, they're inside the red zone to win one of them on the road. I think it's, it's tough to kind of, those negative um, perspectives on it at that point. Okay, so shifting gears now, Louisville on the road, not a top 25 team, 3-3, three and 1-2 three, and two conference play. Um, you know, Louisville's a favorite in the odds-wise. 4 o'clock game, ACC Network. You know, that's a no, whole another issue for me, Scott. I, I love your broadcast, the radio, but you got ACC Network is not carried by Comcast in Boston. I mean, what's going on here? Another game now on the ACC Network. I don't know how you grow the fan base. Uh, the younger crew, my age group, Generation Bummy, whatever. But it's like, you know, the older generation, they, they're not as tech savvy. They don't know how to work around the ACC situation, the streaming. So uh, I, I don't I don't have any, I don't, I'm not blaming anyone, ESPN or ACC Network, but it's a major, major issue here. Another game now on the ACC Network this weekend. Not on, not on local TV in Boston. It's their third in a row. Clemson was on, and yeah. then, uh, this past week was on, and now um, now you got three in a row on the ACC network. Business is in a couple weeks. You get the Friday night ESPN game against Virginia Tech, so that'll be good. Yeah, and I, I know you know you you can't. There's nothing really you could say to add to it. It's more frustration on my end, and you know Syracuse I think is on Ness, and so that's good, but. Uh, I mean, geez, Comcast, ESPN, Disney. We you gotta you gotta get this together here a little bit. I, I, I don't I don't know how else to spin it or what to say here. Yeah. 
So I'm just trying to upset you, Mike. That's what it is. They're succeeding, <laughs> it seems like. <laughs> no doubt about it. I mean, not on. I mean, Comcast is. I know people cut cable, but Comcast is still the majority in Boston. What do you have at your house, Scott? What do you guys have? For... Um, we have Comcast here. Yeah, there you go. I've not been able to to watch the game, but they so thoroughly enjoy listening to their father and, <laughs> and uh, their husband on the radio that it doesn't affect them nearly as much as it affects you. <laughs> That's good. That's good. Well, they're in a better spot. That's yeah, I know, good. It's not true, but I mean, I'm just going to say it. The sound. I, I think actually for. To be a hundred percent honest, I think both my sons have hockey games <laughs> at the time the game's going on this week, so they won't even watch it. <laughs> they'll be in the car, maybe listening on the way home. Yeah, they'll be listening to their old man, no doubt about it. Um, but all right, so let's get the game. What do we think? We got Cunningham, QB, Louisville. They're they're they're, they're meddling along, one and two in conference play. I mean, you know, definitely a winnable game on the road for the Eagles. I have to say, right. I think you could say that about all of the, the rest of the games from here on in. Uh, it's just a question of what game they bring, um, you know, what they bring to the to the game. And you're playing on the road. Louisville's not an easy place to play. There's been, you know, some tough games there. Uh, Malik Cunningham's a very dangerous quarterback. I don't think BC has seen the likes of a Malik Cunningham this year, so it'll be a unique test for the uh, for the defense because he poses problem a lot of problems on. Um, running and throwing the football. He's really matured in the last couple of years. When I saw him a couple of years ago, I struggled to see how he could ever play in the ACC, and he, to his credit, he's done a lot of work to get better, and he's having a great season, and it's going to be a challenge for that defense. I, I think the big thing, that the theme for, for BC going into this week is big plays. And you say, well, what big plays? You need to cause some big plays on defense or on special teams and make some big plays on offense. Uh, they've just been lacking in that. And if they start doing that, it frees up a lot of a lot of things. I think they're just they need someone to just come up and, and rise to the challenge and make that big play when they need it most. And if that happens, then you know who knows. But I do remember a couple of years ago, BC was struggling, and then a certain guy named AJ Dillon had a come a breakout game at that uh, at Louisville, and maybe that was kind of the turning point in that season. And maybe it can do the same this year. Yeah, no question. And, you know, they're down. They've had a rough couple of years, last couple of years. So I don't think the crowd will be a huge factor in that game, That you know, uh, with Papa John Stadium. Uh, I, so I think, you know, like you said, I, it's a it's a good window now to kind of bounce back and get on the winning side. Then you go to the Carrier Dome, which is always a tough place to play. I know you know a lot about the Carrier Dome, too, Scott, before. <laughs> I don't want to talk about the Carrier Dome until I have to talk about the Carrier Dome. Um, Louisville is, uh, you know, the, the stadium, it's a, it's, a, it's a good stadium. It's a um, plenty, plenty to do that. It's very nice. Scott Satterfield has been under some fire for, you know, going into the season because of him looking into other jobs, and there's been some, there's been some rumblings there. But, I mean, there's still a quality opponent. And there's two things. You're playing on the road and you're playing a league a league game. So yes. if you can win a road league game, that's a big deal. You got it. You got it. You're right. ACC win. Is, no matter who the opponent is, how good a season or bad of a season they're having, if you can do that, it is a good thing for you and the program. No doubt about it. All right, Scott, let's wrap up. But hey, let's recap. How was the Eats in Chestnut Hill on Saturday night? What, what how was the whole tailgate scene? Uh, tailgate scene was great. Um, there were a lot of people in town for their uh, reunion. Yes, um, yes. My wife and her class were out there, so I spent some time with them before. Walked around a couple tailgates, but uh, actually my nephew was in town. Uh, There's some people. He actually uh, is a, cl- a high school classmate at Dennis Grossell, so that he was uh, 
him and his crew came from Cleveland, and they were wearing uh, Grossell jerseys all during the game, so they were in town. Nice. So I was mostly managing uh, um, managing people at that point in time. I didn't get to do a lot, so I didn't eat until halftime, which I did my standard chowder with some hot sauce and that chicken pot pie, nice. rice I put underneath that. That was enough to get me through the day. Uh, but this week, you know, Louisville's always got good eats. I believe Paulie Cristione, the head of the Gridiron Club, has taken us to the um, the Doc Crow Smokehouse in Louisville. So uh, I think we're going to do that Friday night. And Louisville um, has great press box, so there'll be good food there as well. But the uh, pregame meal at Doc's uh, Doc Crow Smokehouse should be a good take. Yeah, no doubt. Louisville, you know, right next door to Churchill Downs. I went to the Kentucky Derby in 2018, and was, I was I didn't realize the stadium is, they share the same parking lot, the horse race. Yeah, I've never been to the Derby. I've had plenty of friends that do, have done it, and I heard it's quite a scene, so I'm sure you it didn't lack fun when you were there. Oh, no, yeah, 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 yeah. No, I, uh, yeah, yeah, I just, I took a glance over the football stadium, but no doubt about it, my, uh, my attention was at Churchill Downs that day. <laughs> Yeah. But oh, that's uh great. yeah, that's no, a fun scene. Lul's a good scene. Um so you know, that should be exciting. You know what, Scott? I will be listening. I will not be watching AC now. I'll be listening to you and Meter and Cronin and uh we'll we'll be uh tuned in Saturday afternoon. Oh, well glad to be listening and hopefully you can listen in for a W. <laughs> All right, Scott, we always appreciate it. BC Louisville, four o'clock on Saturday. Thanks so much for joining us. Chestnut Hill Technologies is a leading technology integration and cybersecurity consultant firm based in the Boston area and owned by a BC alum. CHT provides world-class strategy and consulting to Fortune 500 and mid-cap firms throughout New England and nationally, including State Street Bank, Amaj Pharma, and Intel Corporation. Check them out at chestnuthilltechnologies.com. That's chestnuthilltechnologies.com.